Keep Going Sketchbook! And the first episode of Keep Going Sketchbook. The only thing that I'm going to do every so often to help me keep drawing, keep talking, and generally being productive and making things. So, welcome. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, that's the way to do it. And on today's show, I'm going to bring in Michael Schwab. He was he was a part of the supernatural life with me and we were able to meet person to person face to face. We've seen each other on Zoom, but we were able to make that personal contact last weekend down in San Antonio, Texas. When we were both at a conference with Daniel Adams, who was preaching, we're, as a part of the supernatural life, we're able to go and we're certified as forerunners to be able to be at the event and minister to people as needed. And we had this awesome opportunity. Inside the newsletter, you'll see that uh, video of Daniel ministering and setting a young man free from witchcraft. Pretty cool, right? Pretty interesting. If you watch that video, you might see uh, this bearded dude in the middle with the big puffy jacket. That's me. So uh, along with that video, which I, I thought was such a cool, such an honor to, to, to be there and see that happen, I, I created this little comic graphic that goes with it. You know, you'll see that in the newsletter as well. But Michael Schwab, good man of God, uh, so awesome for him to to take time to be a part of the show and we can kind of share stories. Essentially, I met the uh, this young man's father and his younger brother and his older sister and was able to minister to them, pray for his father. And uh, towards the, that was an earlier in the day and then er, and later in the evening when all of this went down because uh, this young man was actually at the event. He was the last one getting ministry and uh, this thing just kind of sprung up, and it was past midnight. We were all tired, and then suddenly, boom, this happened. It was amazing, so amazing. Such a, a blessing to see what God was doing and, and have that front row seat. So, yep, I'm going to switch it over to the discussion with Michael. Yeah, just this little pause here because... I started I started the discussion with Michael and did not press record. So, yeah, I kind of gave a little backdrop to this, and then I pressed record, and bloop, here we are. Hey, Michael, thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I screwed up. I didn't record the first part. but uh, So you were saying that it was new, how Daniel brought us together? Yeah, so the first time I saw that was in Miami, like I was saying. He held everybody back. And, and basically said, don't touch, you know, the forerunners stay back. Don't touch anybody until, until you're released. And I guess it did two things. I mean, first it let us sit back and kind of enjoy the worship, but it also, it set up this, you know, you know, that everybody is, is under the authority of, of Daniel releasing us and he's under the authority of the Holy spirit. So he's waiting for the Holy spirit to release. And as soon as he, as soon as he gives the word, it's like the atmosphere was charged and it just suddenly changed into people standing and worshiping and kind of like, you know, loving the Lord to lots of people manifesting. And I, and I remember in Miami, especially, man, it was like for every group of four people, there was at least one people, one person manifesting in the middle of it somewhere. Um, and so the forerunners just went straight to the, you know, the manifestors for the most part. 
And then, you know, some people obviously saw that happening and then that built their faith. And then they would pull you in and say, Hey, I've got this issue. Can you pray for me? And so that power was just, it was just everywhere. And, and, I, and the same thing happened in San Antonio, of course. And it was really interesting because people were, were impacted by that. There was a lot of people that say, and we've heard since then say, Hey, you know, the forerunners made a huge impact. The forerunners made a huge impact. So, you know, and Daniel even made the statement. He's like, Hey, I, I'm here, uh, you know, one man by myself. He says, but I've multiplied myself and, and these are the forerunners. And so he introduced us as part of the, of the supernatural life to the public that way. And so everybody who was there knew that presence, you know, and they knew that, that if they came to one of us, they're going to get something, they're going to get healing. They're going to get deliverance. They're going to get a blessing. And, and everybody who got touched by the forerunners had something happen. You know, many, many, many stories came out of that. So, you know, we know his anointing is upon, upon that group and, you know, that's, that's basically what you were experiencing when you went out and, and, and you saw that man reaching out to you, he was, he was reaching out to the fact that, you know, he saw you, he saw you in that authority. Yeah. He saw you move in, in that anointing. And yeah. I mean, I, you know. when he's, he made eye contact with me and he was like coming right at me and yeah. I, you know, the, I was just thinking, uh, renounce, repent, renounce, <laughs> you know, forgive and deliver. And I'm like, all right, all right, yeah. all right. Uh, like a pound of butter. I don't know if you know that thing, like a pound of butter. Like, what are you trying to like, what's, what am I supposed to do? Uh, all right. But, um, but when he came up and I was, it was kind of chaotic. It was a little chaotic at the moment. Right. I didn't know exact. I couldn't tell. I didn't know what was going on, but when he came up to me, it was like, wow, an assignment. Right. And he started to explain to me how, uh, and I don't know any of the order. I just know that he was, and it was very loud, right. There was music playing, but he was saying that uh, he had witchcraft. Witchcraft was really bothering him and his family. He drove there uh, 16 hours with his family to get ministry from Daniel. And, you know, Daniel wasn't ministering at the time. So I was like, okay, cool. Well, I'll pray with you. Do you want me to? He's like, yeah. Um, but he had his family there, he said. And uh, this witchcraft thing, it was causing dreams at night. Like, I'm, I, you know, I'm not going to go into the, but it was like, you know, women in his dreams and animals in his dreams, just stuff was happening. And he said that uh, it had caused a lot of problems in his life. Like he felt like bad luck or thing, things, things of that nature. Nothing was, nothing was really working out. Right? right. So I talked with him and I prayed for him and I walked him through all of that. And I'm, you know, obviously he's feeling peace, but you know, I wasn't seeing anything. There was no explosions or anything. But I was just loving on him and I felt that, you know, sincere love. And I felt the tremendous amount. Yeah, he told me. Yeah. He told you straight up it was witchcraft. Okay. He told me straight up from his bloodlines. Yeah. And so, mm -hmm. like, I mean, that's a it sounds like, you know, nothing's bigger than anything else, but you know, maybe that maybe you could say there is. Things are trickier, right? I didn't, yeah. Uh, that's the first time I've ever dealt with anything like that, you know. So sure. I didn't really know how to detangle it, but I but I did ask him, I was like, where is your family? You know? And he brought his whole family over his older daughter, the middle son, which was the, the boy who received ministry. And then his younger son, it was like 14 up to 19. Mm -hmm. Just, I started to minister to the whole, I just kind of like did like a group hug on all of them. And God just started to like explain to me how they were going to be like children were going to be like bright lights. They're going to go out in different directions and, and spread the light of God, you know, like yeah. they're going to, like I said, 
I don't understand. Like, you know, one of you might be a doctor, one of you might be, but it's going to be different disciplines, same light, you know? And I, and I told him, I said, you know, I just, I was just gushing because I was like, there's so much love. There's so much love over you, over your fatherhood and over your family. And I was like, definitely we'll, we'll get, Daniel's not coming out to pray. You know, I ministered to him, but I was like, we'll, we'll make sure that you get prayer from Daniel. No problem. Right. And I kind of okay. got caught off into other things. I don't even know. I, I, I don't remember exactly what was going on, but I did see him when Daniel was trying to leave. I saw the father kind of coming up to Daniel. I don't know Daniel from anybody. He doesn't know me, but when I saw mm-hmm. the father there, I knew he had kind of an accent with that African accent. Uh, yeah. So, and I was, you know, I'm tall. I think you pointed that out. I'm kind of a tall guy. And so mm-hmm. I just went up with him because he was a bit smaller than me. And I stood there. And when Daniel got free from what he was saying, I said, Hey, Daniel, this father drove here with his family 16 hours to get prayer from you. He's looking forward to yeah. seeing you tonight. You know, yeah, and that kind of dissolved it and made it really quick and and easy and whatever happened. Right. But so basically, I got him an agenda for that evening and and uh, during so, the so session, Daniel prayed over the fam- the family at that point. Is that what no, you're no, that was that was that was just him going up, and I just said, all right, well, Daniel comes back tonight. You guys are gonna be here tonight? He's like, yeah. I'm like, cool. Oh, we'll good. So they were there for the first session. That was the first. We that was all first session when we were released, and Daniel was gotcha. trying to check out. That's, that's mm-hmm. what happened. And then um, okay. in between, I, you know, I was still meeting everybody from the hub. I met uh, Jeremiah and Destiny, right? Yeah. Just kind of randomly walked up to them while they were in the church and I just introduced myself and I was making conversation. I was like, yeah, I met somebody with witchcraft. I don't know. I mean, I think, I don't know what to do. And uh, yeah. she was like, yeah, just get him to renounce it. I was like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That totally makes total sense. Right. <laughs> and then that was about all the exchange that we had, but I, I knew since, you know, they, you know, they're dark skinned. I don't know what hair, I don't know anybody's heritage, but I was like, you know, these guys have got to meet this, this family as well, you know, like Jeremiah and destiny, but I ended up uh, going back out, I guess that evening. And when everything was going down, when Daniel came out and released the Holy spirit, People started screaming. It was really kind of wild. And Daniel was going to go out into the crowd. I'm looking for the father and I'm like, Hey, come here, get in his path. I tried to keep getting the father to get into his path. I even, as Daniel went through, I'm like, come on over here. Let's go. Come on with me trying to get (laughs) him over there. And then he said, no, no, no. I I don't want to push myself on him. Right. And I was like, awesome. Okay. And so I had to kind of recoil and stand there. And just say, all right, I'm just going to stand in faith. I'm not going to get nervous. God's going to do what he's going to do. He's going to get this family help and I'm not going to worry about it. Right. Sure. So I stood there because I wasn't going to be in worry about whether, you know, this had to happen in a certain way. I was just like, all right, mm-hmm. it's just going to happen. Right. And um, the whole time I'm looking for Jeremiah and destiny. Suddenly I turn around. Uh, Jeremiah is praying for the two sons and Destiny's praying for the daughter. And okay. Like I thought that was really cool too. And it just showed they me just showed how up. they just showed up and they were, well, they're there, just, right? they were just aggressive. Like Jeremiah is not going to yeah. stop. And he just going he after it. And I was yeah. like, that's really cool. You're demonstrating really good things to me because earlier in the day, when I was trying to pray for all four, it wasn't divide and conquer. He was really just divide and conquer. He was just going after each one, each one, each one. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. so with, uh, 
like destiny and I, we prayed for the daughter and the daughter ended up, we were trying to, she got to a point where she was shaking and she wouldn't stop. And she oh, didn't know what was going on. And finally we, Daniel was finally wrapping himself around the events near ending. Right. And Daniel's coming mm-hmm. around to pray for the final few people. We get him in the path of the, of the daughter. And she's like, yeah. oh, I don't know what's going on. And he she's said, manifesting. Uh, yeah, she's manifesting. And he's like, be filled with the Holy ghost. And then she goes, mm-hmm. stop. Wow. She's like, what is that? And then <laughs> destiny and I were looking at each other like, Oh, destiny was like, cause she was leading it. And she was like, Oh yeah, I didn't do that. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> there you go. So we were, we were each learning and it was really, uh, I would say fun. And we saw that the father got prayer and the yeah, other yeah. son that manifested was getting prayer. So we were figured, you know, everything's getting done now. The father got prayer from Daniel. Daughter got prayer from Daniel. We're good. Sure. Right. Sure. And then, so this is where it's all leading. Uh, I guess I decided to go inside and just, cause we were told report inside, right. Yeah. To go hear Daniel. Have a meeting. And it was time to, to wrap up the forerunners. Yeah. yeah. So I, I went in and as I was walking up the hill, the father comes running after me. You're like, he's like, uh, my son, my son, he's still shaking. He's still shaking. And I'm like, what? So I run yeah. down there to the hill. I run down and he's down in the grass shaking, oh, yeah. but he's getting prayer from Jeremiah and somebody else. And I'm like, he's got Jeremiah. I mean, it's Jeremiah. He's got forerunners on. Jeremiah's got it. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. yeah it's, un, it's under control. Right. And so he's like, okay, okay. So I go back and I go inside. I listen to Daniel and I'm you know, I'm like, okay, thank you. I'm just going to go because it's late. I'm going to go to bed. Uh, I don't want to drag it out. I'm sure people want to finish it, you know? So I go to leave and then I see down the hill, you guys are still praying for him or somebody's down there. And that's where I came down and you were there. So what was happening? So I had already gone inside, actually, when they said all the forerunners go in, me and my wife had gone in and we went to use the restroom and stuff. And we, we came back into the main room and my wife wasn't out of the restroom yet. And the Holy Spirit just told me to go back outside. I don't, it wasn't, I had no reason to go out there. It wasn't, it was cold and, you know, it was more comfortable to be inside at that moment. But, you know, I just felt this, actually, it was like, I saw this image, like Daniel's still out there working on people and you guys are sitting here in this warm room. That was like, it just hit me like that. And I was like, okay. So I went outside and there was several other people that I'm praying for on the way to get to the kid. I didn't know about the kid yet. Um, but yeah, so there were several others. In fact, one of them was a forerunner and she got prayed for, fell out in the spirit, just completely out on the ground, you know, praising the Lord. And then a couple other people I prayed for. And then I turned around and look, and there's that kid manifesting. The, the kid that you're talking about was just, I mean, he was shaking, you know, and you could tell he was manifesting with a demon and Daniel had already gone inside by this time. And so I was like, well, I'm going to go see what's going on. And it looked very similar to something I saw in Miami with, with some kids there because there was a lot of witchcraft there as well. And so I just assumed it was witchcraft. And, but the thing is, witchcraft in the United States, I didn't know this at the time, is quite different from the stuff they do in Africa. Because here, usually witchcraft is a curse. Like you're trying to put something on a person that like harms them, destroys their life, makes them die, right? That's what you're going after. But this witchcraft was very different. And as soon as I put my hand on him, he just lit up. I mean, he went from just shaking to jumping up and down where we had to, to, to hold him to keep him from falling over. Right. And his body was just quaking so heavy, heavily and his head was even shaking and everything. And I was like, okay, that demon definitely doesn't like the Holy spirit coming on him. 
but I didn't know anything about the demon. I had no idea what its name was. I didn't know where it came from, nothing. So I started asking questions and, you know, the parents, the most they really said was witchcraft, which I was like, okay, witchcraft. So is he in witchcraft? Are you guys in witchcraft? And they really didn't have any answers. And so um, I went back to the kid and, and I just, I kept talking to the demon, but the demon was speaking in a foreign tongue. I mean, it was not something I had any under, understanding of. And it, it kept saying kind of like the same word over and over again. And I asked the family about it. They had no idea what that word, what that word was. And so he's on the ground for a while. We pick him back up, sort of get him set up where we can pray over him some more. And at some point, the Holy Spirit just told me to speak in tongues, right? So I said something to the kid, like, or to the demon. I said, you're coming out of this kid tonight. You know, this, this boy, you're coming out of him tonight. And all of a sudden, for the first time, the demon locked eyes with me and, you know, looked at me straight in the eyes. And it says, this boy, and then something else in whatever language it was speaking. And I was like, did it just learn this boy? <laughs> Surprised the heck out of me because I'd never seen a demon learn English before. Of course, I'd never spoken to one that couldn't speak English. So, um, so we kept doing that. I kept just talking to it and, and you know, giving it, uh, asking it questions and, and waiting for responses and then, and then following up with, the, with speaking in tongues. And it was learning words and more words and more words and finally even sentences. And so, I mean, it was conversing. I mean, this thing was able to literally like talk to you now and say, you know, um, cause I asked it how it got in. It said by the blood, blood covenant, you know, that kind of thing. And so we were able to get pretty far down that road. And then at that, at some point, I guess you had arrived. Yeah. Was it talking when you got there? Already? So I, yeah, it was, he was talking and I ended up, I was like, okay, there was two of you there. And I was like, all right. And I saw his feet were, you know, his feet were free. So I was like, I'm going to grab those suckers, you know, not, yeah. not in a grab way, but like in a, like zap way, you know? So I just said, yeah. all right. And I just started, you know, just like speaking in the spirit and just grabbed, grabbed his feet. And he mm -hmm. acted like he got, uh, you know, shocked. <laughs> he kind of popped up and down, you know? Yeah, and I was like, all right, this must be good. And then yeah. you guys were like, Hey, keep praying for him. And you both left. And I was there alone with them. Did you know, uh -huh. did you remember that? Um, yeah, I remember we broke off for a moment. Yeah. I don't remember what we did. So, yeah. So you I broke we off talking about whether or not to go get him or get, go get so Daniel or something. You guys broke off to go get Daniel. And I, yeah. I was there. You guys said, keep praying for him. And so I came up to his face and I, and I just started, kept praying for him. And he goes, Where's the big guy? Where's the big guy on stage? Where's the big guy? And I said, I said, big guy. I said, we don't need the big guy. I said, I said, Jesus is right here in me. We're going to deal. I'm going to deal with you. And um, yeah, then yeah. you got, so I, I was already like, I, I was like, all right. I was like, no big guy. Me like, like Jesus is in me. We're going to handle it right now. And then you guys came up and you guys ran back and said, bring him in. <laughs> and I was like, wow. Yeah. yeah. So we so just, Daniel was like, in. yeah, Daniel asked to just, just bring him in. And yeah, you know, it's amazing though, because I was at that, I was almost at that point where you're at was like, okay, you know, we just need to get the family. Cause I'd looked at the father at one point uh -huh. and I said, you're going to need to renounce this tonight. And he was like, yes, yes, yes. I know. Yeah. You know? He already renounced it with me, but like there was oh, so just, Oh yeah. Specifically for that kid though, or just, uh, for the but that's, that was, I think that was the nuanced thing that was happening is that yeah, that yeah. spirit, I mean, it had changed lanes. It was now on that kid mm -hmm. and it didn't see it. It may have been over the family, but it was on that kid. For sure. There was something sure. very def like explicit about that kid's life. There was one part of it that yeah. was, that was crazy that I'd never seen 
it's that the kid had fallen down on his knees and mm-hmm. I commanded the spirit to come out. And, mm-hmm. and I said, witchcraft spell was broken, all that kind of stuff by the blood of Jesus. And I said, you come out of him now. And it starts like twisting, like it's going to pop out. And then all of a sudden it goes, if I come out now, it breaks its legs. And I was like, what are you talking about? You can't break his legs, your spirit, you know? And then somebody else says, you can't break his legs. You know, (laughs) you come out of him now and stop lying to him. And then he goes, no, if I come out, he'll fall down and break his legs. And the way he was sitting on his knees, you know, and kind of like bending back on his back. Yeah. His weight, his body weight would have fallen on his knees and probably, you know, caused damage. So it was bizarre. Cause like, why would a spirit want to protect the host? They, they never do that. Mm-hmm. They always want to kill you. They want to, they want to harm you. They want to do all this other stuff. They never want to protect you, the, the individual. Right. So, you know, we rearranged him and laid him down and stuff so that we could do that. And then I think that's about the time you had approached actually was short, shortly after that exchange. And it just said in my mind, I was like, what is going on here? And I guess the whole por- point of that African stuff is that they are, they're actually, I guess the demons stay in the family line or whatever, and they pass them down generation after generation. So this was like a grandfather had put it on that child when he was small, maybe a baby or whatever. And I know it was a blood covenant because he said it was blood, um, probably a animal sacrifice or who knows, maybe he would be the firstborn boy. Yeah. He would have been yeah. the firstborn boy. Yeah. He would have been the firstborn. So they were passing that down generation generationally. But it wasn't there to harm them. It was essentially there to, they thought, give him strength or give him the ability to be powerful or something like that in the, in the tribe, I guess, or wherever their, you know, whatever their culture was. It said wherever they're, I mean, so it's a lot. It, well, you know, it's a demon. For sure. And for demons sure. are lying spirits. But, you know, I don't want to promote what it was saying, but it did say something like wherever there's a problem. I'll be there. Impurity. Yeah. Any impurity, it's going to be there. Yep. That, that, so they, yeah. they still want to steal your, your, your um, anointing and they want to steal because God gives every single person. I mean, it gives everybody an anointing to do something right. And that boy, he probably is going to be evangelist. He's probably going to be a pastor whatever, but that thing wants to destroy God's plan on this earth. Every one of those demons wants to destroy God's plan. Yeah. I and think it wanted, do it, to, in, in it wanted to surf it. It wanted to surf his anointing yeah. in a way you yeah, know kind of ride it out use it for the for the evil yeah. purposes for destructive purposes to spread the the evil kingdoms because that's what they do they mm-hmm. they spread witchcraft and all that so what we did that night what daniel did that night and what everybody involved did put a major roadblock to the enemy's plans because there's a reason they were here you know they were here to spread that into this country whether they knew it or not you know they can spread it generationally right you just have to have it carry over one generation to the next generation, and then it just it continues to spread. So, you know, the evil kingdoms are, are there. They're fighting God's kingdom, and it's a long game. It's something we can't see, you know, unless we get a, an insight into it, into something like this, you know. But, you know, it's that's a major impact, major, major impact to, to the devil's plan here. And it was just a, it was a blessing to be a part of it, man. And it was a blessing to serve with you and, and all the rest of the team because everybody did such an incredible job. You know, uh, touching lives. I was people. in shock. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. it was, actually, I felt like, you know, I've seen enough videos. I knew what I was dealing with. Uh, it was really cool to just be there front and center. But um, yeah, I was really impressed by the boldness of many of the people that I was there with. And so that was a real blessing, too, just to see people. You know, we've we've been taught we should know. And it was time to go, you know, like we were, we were, I don't, 
there's so many, the just people went and they went for it. And I just saw yeah. that happening, you know, all throughout all the forerunners that were boldness, there. Boldness on people yeah. that were young. So there was a, a young girl there the next night and we'd never even met her, but I guess I'd seen her in the chat window a few times, mm-hmm. a certified forerunner as well. And she helped me and Maritza with two ladies that we were struggling with, you know, and it's really funny because, you know, just because you have a hit one night doesn't mean you're going to have a hit the next night. You know, sometimes it waves and, and it goes up and down because different people have different anointings for different situations. Right. And you're at different levels. Like we all have our issues we're still dealing, dealing with and God's using us to work through those. But the other thing is sometimes you're there just to make another person have that experience so that they can be stronger for the next time. And, and we found that in, in this young lady, she just, she walked up and you could just see the Holy spirit come out. I mean, suddenly she was, she was a walking, talking Jesus on this earth for about 20 minutes or 30 minutes, however long it took for that to happen. Because the, the, the way that those hearts and those two ladies melted just as soon as she started talking and the way it flowed and the way it was just like, it was like there was a whole nother person in there. And we even talked to her about it later. And she's like, I don't know what hit me. She says, I was so tired. I didn't know what I was saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 I've so been in. I've been in. It feels like that's when you're in the zone. That's just what it feels like. You know, you just you just start going. And then, um, yeah, you know, it just feels like I call it. I guess it's like surfing, too. But just the next word that's coming out is not your own. You know, the next Absolutely. thought is not. It's just like, oh, OK. Yeah, and a lot of times you sit there and go, what did I say? I don't remember because yeah. it, it doesn't register in your carnal mind. It's almost like you're watching yourself say it, but you're not even really fully cognizant of where the thoughts came from because they're, they're literally coming through you. They're not coming from, you know, your carnal mind. They're coming from the Holy Spirit. And if you can walk in that every day, man, the world changes. Yeah. The world changes massively. I agree. I, For yeah. the good, of course. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Well, thank you. That's absolutely, it. Absolutely, Paul. Man, I'll do this with you anytime. This is okay. This is great. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Let's just whatever you want to talk about, just let me know. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me on your show. You're welcome. <laughs> thanks All right. Subscribe. subscribe. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thank right on, you, Michael. Have, okay. a, have a good evening. Uh, good luck tonight on, I guess, your uh, your deliverance that you're doing. And yeah, you we know. have another deliverance in a few hours. So awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Bless it. Okay. Yep. All right. Praise the Lord. All right. See you. Bye. Yeah. So that wraps up the show. I really appreciate Michael coming on and having that pretty awesome discussion with me. That's, that's, I guess that's about it. Don't you think? Come on. Just one more. Okay. 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 One more thing. I did add it into the newsletter there. There's a there's another, just keeping on that theme of deliverance, uh, put one in there from Torben. Pretty, pretty fascinating stuff. I could go into that in a future episode about why Torben just, you know, knocks my socks off. He really challenges me. And uh, anyway, I put a little meme in there. That was the thing I made. And then link to his video. That's the thing he, he made. Yay, yeah. you did so, it! Yeah, these are just again, just keep going. Sketch sketchbook is just a way for me to keep drawing, keep making things, and making, I guess, content instead of just sitting back and and doing nothing. So I really appreciate it. Uh, much love to each and every one of you. And see you next time.